Nick. Uh, yeah? I, I don't think we're gonna make it. I, 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 go on without me. No, buddy. I can't do this alone. I, I, I can't go through these... These Dregslands trailers by myself. I don't have it in me. We've made it for ten months so far in these Dregslands, but I can't go on anymore. Nick, you have to... You have to find it within yourself. You have to pull yourself up by your whatever. What is that up ahead, Ben? Do you see it? Glinting in the light? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Is that... Is that new news? Is that release dates? It's no time to die. And it's coming out in April? Oh no. No, they moved it. They moved it to November. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Don't, don't lose hope. Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters. Oh, it's going to be any day now. Any day? Wait. Oh no, every every time we get closer, it gets. The Oasis gets farther back. They're pushing 2022. The Oasis 2022, Mortal Kombat's coming out at least. At least we have Mortal Kombat. At least we have Uncharted with Tom Holland. Oh yeah, that's right. On the, oh no! That was an no! Oasis 2, it's a Mirage! All the release dates are Mirages. We're all gonna die here in the desert from Greg's Lands. Um. Nick. Yes? We do have one oasis we may get, we may actually reach. That's not a mirage. Uh, what is it? Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, I've been waiting for this one since literally the first episode of this podcast. And it is, I, I, I'm not going to say it's going to, it's coming out. It is supposed to come out on March 26th. Yeah, and it's going to be simulcast on on HBO Max and in theaters. So that one's that one's happening. We get the trailer for that coming on on Sunday. So that that is only uh, two months before the release. I feel I feel like that's a very short window to hype it. Yes, especially since this movie was completely finished over a year ago and has just been sitting there waiting. Do you think they've polished it? Oh, I imagine they've they've played around with it some. But in our very first uh when we're gonna get ever, the first item was the trailer for Kong vs. Godzilla or Godzilla vs. Kong. Gosh. So that was over a year ago. Yeah, that was sixty four episodes ago of Trailer Blazers and it was supposed to come out uh a year ago. So we were expecting a trailer last fall. I still really want this. Me too. I'm and I'm excited to watch it like at my cousin's house because they're all experts, and so we'll have like a good energized group there. That'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah, and then Mortal Kombat comes out April sixteenth. Um, I've only seen stills from this. I've not seen any footage. I saw a one second clip in HBO's sizzle reel, uh, where it showed Sub Zero making like an ice sword, and yeah. that looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that sizzle reel was cool, man. We got to see just a, a touch of that Godzilla versus Kong in it too. Yeah, there was just like a little bit of footage of them lunging at one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that is. I mean, we. I know we jumped right into the new news. Um, it it uh, blended naturally with our our trip through the Dregslands and and whatnot. <laughs> It really did. Uh, but let's talk maybe about what we have watched this week. Uh, I've only watched one thing, but you watched two things. What we done had watched. Yeah, apart from like the things that I watch every week, like I'm still watching Mr. Mayor and I'm still watching WandaVision and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. New things that I watched were I watched the Korean movie from 2003, Old Boy, because it was on my movie poster and it was real good. Because I only seek out specific korean movies that i'm told to watch all of them i've seen have been really good so korea right now with me has a 100 percent track record of of good movies like i have not seen a bad korean movie because i only seek out ones that are critically acclaimed yeah 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 that fight scene with the hammer oh man yeah it was uh it was it was obviously the inspiration for daredevil and oh yeah uh there was some inspiration i think in drive from old boy as well yeah 
So it informed a lot of things I like. Uh, it was a very dark movie. A lot of messed up themes in there, but it was very good. Yeah, for sure. And I started watching the uh, the documentary The History of Swearing with Nicolas Cage on Netflix that we had talked about the trailer on here a few weeks ago. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. And I thought I had known all this stuff already, but I clearly did not. And some of the stuff I thought was just not true, it turns out. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that so far. I watched the first two episodes. Interesting. Now, if you're telling me that you're learning stuff, it almost makes me want to watch it. Yeah, it's it's informative. It's very historical. It's also pretty funny. It's got a bunch of comedians like Nick Offerman and Sarah Silverman and Nikki Glaser and all these comedians are are chiming in and then uh it has like the historical like etymology and progression and there's like linguists and all these other people on there so it's pretty good interesting. okay interesting cool um so i watched beyond the wire and that's the anthony mackie movie on netflix it is and it is exactly as we predicted so it is about a it is probably a c minus the acting in it is is fine. It's it's just whatever. Uh, but it's it's not written well. They they do not explain how Anthony Mackie is this uh, this robot, this very advanced robot, and uh, like he he is so advanced. He's more advanced than really any robot that you have probably seen in stuff before. Uh, like. I don't know. First of all, this takes place in the year 2036, so 15 years from now. And I'm telling you, the technology that he is is literally like 150, 200 years in the future, if we can even achieve this sort of tech. So it makes no sense. And they they get into he's like, what you he, he there's like the scene where he's like, well, you want to know my tech specs? It's classified. Oh yeah. He, you know, it's just like this is this is not believable. Like I can suspend my disbelief a little bit, but 15 years in the future, we've got something out of that's like, I mean, it's just, it's just not even believable. So anyway, it's not good. Uh, the story is like sort of Boresville. Uh, don't watch this. I just yeah, just don't watch this. They're not you're not missing anything. Yeah, Netflix's Anthony Mackie sci-fi movies in particular haven't been very good. Because I watched that movie, that IO movie that he was in. Man, that was boring. Yeah, and uh, that cyber, with the cyberpunk show with the cortical stacks. Yeah, uh, Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon, season two. Yeah, not good. No, I, didn't, I couldn't get through it. It was boring. Yeah, it's boring. Like, how, how can you make that boring? You really have to try. Like you really have to try. You have to work at it because even season one of Altered Carbon, which starred Joel Kinnaman, was less boring. Yeah, I, I, you know what I thought when I was watching this? I thought Anthony Mackie's like contracts that he has must say like he has to be, you know, this like guy who just wrecks shop you know he just goes in there and he he can't really get hurt too bad you know one of those type contracts. like the rock yeah like the rock yeah I, that's i i couldn't help but think that when i was watching this is like i shouldn't be thinking that when i watch a movie that shouldn't yeah. pop into my head but it did so anyway skip that yeah i think i will skip that yeah hey let's actually revisit when we gonna get Please provide an approximation of receipt. Yeah, it's it's important to revisit this specific one because we have to answer the very first when we're going to get question of all time. Uh, so when we're going to get that Kong vs. Godzilla trailer? Uh, when we going to get that Kong vs. Godzilla trailer? The answer is this Sunday during the football games. Fun fact, it came out while Nick was editing so as of right now. He has already seen it. We need Kong. The world needs him. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, who is it? Who is it? Playoffs this Sunday? It's not the Super Bowl. It's the playoffs. Uh, my my hometown boys, the Green Bay Packers, are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I don't foresee any 
reason the Packers would lose to the Buccaneers. So we'll probably probably be in the Super Bowl. Knock on wood. Have you ever have you ever been to Tampa Bay? I've never been to Tampa Bay. I was only in Florida once, and that was when I was seven, and I went to like Disney World, and I don't. I've never been there since. Oh, Tampa Bay. When I went to Tampa Bay, it rained the whole time. I was like ten or eleven, and I've never seen so many um, uh, adult dancing establishments. Let's put it that way. I've never seen so many in my life. There's a lot of them in Portland. Is there? Yeah, and also Hurley, Wisconsin. Hurley, Wisconsin. Never hire of it. It's a little little northern town, so I I wouldn't particularly uh, recommend visiting it. There's nothing there but strip clubs and and bars. <laughs> <laughs> How does it compare to Grafton? Oh, it's Grafton's like a megalopolis compared to Hurley. <laughs> I know nothing about Wisconsin. Other than what you've told me. I was in Grafton today because I had to go to Aldi to get a pizza because all my other food attempts failed today. Everything was closed. Yeah, you had a bad day. You had, had a bad, a bad day. day. Uh, all right, so I want to know when we going to get anything, any sort of uh, foot set photos, costume photos, anything from the Amazon Lord of the Rings, when we going to get? That's a good question because every once in a while I see... The same article posted where it's like the synopsis for the Amazon Lord of the Rings series revealed, yeah. and it's like you've revealed this eight times. Yeah, the the what I keep seeing or what I what I've seen recently is that they're speculating that it's about the we know that it happens in the Second Age, right? Right. But they're speculating that it's about the fall of Morgoth, who is big bad. He's like the he's like the guy who's above um, Sauron, a demon of the ancient world. A Balrog of Morgoth. A Balrog of Morgoth. Yeah, Balrog of Morgoth. You've heard the name. So in the Silmarillion, if you've read the Silmarillion, which if you haven't, why haven't you? Skip the lay of Bellerian. I'll just go ahead and tell you that pro tip. And that's your tip. <laughs> so uh, I would say um, I'm that excites me. The speculation excites me because my favorite Lord of the Rings character is Fingleton who was an elf who basically um, fought Morgoth in single combat. So he like basically fought the devil in single combat. Uh, and I won't spoil anything. I won't tell you what happens. But uh, when I read it, I was like, I couldn't go to sleep. I just, it was so awesome. I look forward to a series of new elves that can later go on to play Marvel villains. That's right. Yes. That is that is the uh, the path, isn't it? It is, yeah. Almost all well, almost all the big elves played Marvel villains. Elrond is Red Skull. Galadriel is Hela. Thranduil is is Ronan the Accuser, and so forth. And so forth, and, and, and so on. Yeah. So this, I don't know when we're gonna get. I'm, I don't know when we're gonna get anything. Uh, no, we had an year. answer for the first one we're gonna get, but we don't have an answer for this. Maybe yeah. never. Maybe never. Uh, I let my I I did not renew my Amazon Prime membership. You know, you want to know why? Why? I'm sick of giving Amazon money. Jeff Bezos is rich enough. I don't want to give Jeff Bezos any more money. He is basically Smaug. He's Smaug. Uh, it's I'm just I'm done. So I got bought a new office chair, and I didn't buy it on Amazon, Nick. My office chair is from Costco. And uh, constant listeners to the podcast may hear it squeak occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I, bought, I bought my chair off of Overstock.com, where they accept Bitcoin. Although I did not pay in Bitcoin. I, I wish I had Bitcoin. I don't have Bitcoin. I don't want to know about Bitcoin. Bitcoin will never be part of my life. You know, at one point, Bitcoin was like $2.70 a Bitcoin. Can you imagine if you'd bought like, I don't know, 100 of them? Yeah, I mean, I can imagine all that stuff all day long, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and twenty twenty sucked. So, oh, zing! Um, all right, so let's move on to the question tomes. The question tomes. The question time this week was submitted by Jay, frequent question time c contributor and collaborator. Uh, he asked. 
What historical figure would you like to see a biopic or biopic of, and who should play them? So uh, you answered this first and immediately shut me down because you gave the best answer imaginable. I would like to say that I actually have the correct answer to this question. This subjective question, I believe I have answered correctly. Uh, It is a subjective question with a correct answer. Yeah, so the historical figure I would like to see a biopic or biopic, I say both because it's a controversy, is the uh, pirate, the Chinese pirate Ching Shi. She was like in charge of like 800 ships and thousands and thousands of pirates. She was basically the empress of pirates. and One of the most interesting historical figures who has pretty much no representation in any Western media that I can find. I had to hear about her on a podcast a couple years ago. And I would like her to be played by uh, Gemma Chan because I have a giant crush on Gemma Chan. Uh, remind me what Gemma Chan has been in. Well, she was Minerva in Captain Marvel, so uh, that was would be the most prominent thing for us nerdy folk to recognize her from. She's going to be Cersei in The Eternals. She's blue in Captain Marvel, so they could put her in Eternals and just have her not be blue. And yeah. uh, that works. She's also in Crazy Rich Asians and some other some other movies. Yeah. Well, that is the, that is a correct answer. You know, she would have been a good character for um, like a like a team up movie. Like, she should have been in a Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking a League League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but she's not a literary figure. She's a real figure. She's a real person. The most successful pirate of all time. Yep, and the, I feel like. I would take a straight-up biopic, like a historical movie that was sort of like made like Master and Commander where they do everything realistically. Uh, like in Master and Commander, they filmed out on the ocean a lot with that ship. And I would like them to do that too with this. But I would also take a fictionalized, supernatural Pirates of the Caribbean-esque version as long as it was good. Yeah. So I said... Well, first of all, I had a hard time thinking of something. As you know. Yeah, because I blew you out of the water before you even got in in the boat. Yeah, and most of the people I was thinking of have already had stuff made about them, like General Patton or Napoleon or Marco Polo or whoever. You know, like they've all had stuff made about them. So I thought I have never seen a sort of stylized biopic of the biblical character Samson. Because I was thinking, who who in history is like a famous warrior who's like, I mean, just cut through, uh, you know, tons of dudes, right? And I thought, well, I couldn't really think of anybody, but Samson is sort of that character. And whether or not it's exaggerated, it'd be an interesting flick to see if it was done like a sort of Marvel style or Crouching Tiger Hidden style, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon style or some like combination, some stylized way of doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be fun to see. And uh, we really don't see... I, I've i seen him in one thing, and I can't remember what it was, just a depiction of him. And he was... Uh, he was It was like a, a North African sort of depiction of him. Uh, now, who I want to play... And I, we, we need to talk about this. Who I want to play him, I don't know. Uh, because uh, Mina, uh, the Middle Eastern, North African representation in Hollywood, is terrible. It is. Yeah, it's hard to even think think of anyone's names. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all typecast in these, like, nameless villain roles in war movies and stuff. And it's like... I, and so when I started trying to think through this, I, I thought, man, I, this is more than a more of a problem than I, than I realized. That there's beautiful people from that region of the world or with their family heritage from that region of the world, great actors, very talented, and yet we don't see them in anything. They don't, they don't, they don't cast them in anything. Uh, and that's a problem. Yeah, plus it leads to stagnation. Like, I, I feel like, because we get the same stuff over and over and over and over and over yeah. and over and over, and I want new things. That's why I've been watching more, like, uh, like those Korean movies, and I watch some yeah. Bollywood movies and they don't always use the exact same Western storytelling structure. Uh, I yeah. read a, a Japanese book called One Q Eighty Four, and like the story structure of the book was really weird. So it's like this is not what I'm used to. So I really like that book a lot too. 
So it's like, I want new things. I'm tired of, of the same thing all the time. Yeah. Give us... I want more Mina actors. More Mina. More. That, that's what I want. So I don't know. Uh, let me know who should who should who could play Samson. Yeah. Uh, who would be who'd be a good fit? Some good guys, not just all uh, like terrorist characters. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Stop it. Just stop it. Uh, so write into us and let us know what historical figure you would like to see uh, have a you know have a biopic made about them and who should play them. Yeah, or a biopic. To, or a biopic. <laughs> yeah, you got a biopic. I will tell you how to write in about your biopic uh, later in the show. Not now. Right, we, Nick? Uh, you know what that brings us to? Uh, the Dregs Lands. God the new, us. new. New, new, new. <laughs> Why is this new? Oh, God, they're new. New, new. Uh, trailers, uh, folks. We have an Adele. De- I'm not even going to say this excitedly. We have an Adele Dazine. Yeah, we've got we've got an Adele Dazine, which was about two minutes per trailer. Per trailer, we suffered about 24 minutes. So I hope you appreciate this episode. <laughs> this was torture. <laughs> this is like watching a really bad episode of a sitcom. Joni loves Chachi in an all new episode. It is. We're going to try to make it better because Nick and I, we're, going to, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on each trailer, but we are going to try to speculate what we think would have made this each trailer good. Yeah, and once again, I have the IMDb's pulled up because some of them were hard to follow and a brief synopsis will be helpful. All right, so number one, we have something called Spontaneous. Yeah, so this movie stars Catherine Langford, who was... In a deleted scene from Avengers Endgame where she was going to play Tony Stark's grown-up daughter. And uh, the the premise of this is, get ready for an outrageous coming-of-age love story about growing up and blowing up when students in their school begin exploding, literally. Seniors Mara and Dylan struggle to survive in a world where each moment may be their last. So, like, these kids are exploding randomly, just, like, exploding, which is kind of funny, but... You know, you know, like Lizzie Kaplan from Cloverfield. Yeah. There is uh, a, a scene where they're in the bed together and they're like trying to touch each other's hands and they're making this reference to E.T. Uh-huh. And I thought this is t- like the target audience for this is teens and they're not going to get the E.T. reference. I bet the actors didn't get the E.T. reference. Yeah. They probably had to if they did, if they did. Then they had to go watch E.T. after reading the script, because I guarantee you they hadn't seen it. I can feel myself go- getting older as we... <laughs> as we... <laughs> Don Kids haven't gotten the references from the 1990 movie. Uh, welcome to the Crotchety Old Man Trailer Podcast. <laughs> welcome to the Cootcast. <laughs> welcome to the Prunecast. <laughs> uh, how would you make Spontaneous better, Ben? Um make it uh just a like a wacky comedy like just just stupid like real stupid comedy my answer is edgar wright edgar wright Ah. of of Shaun of the dead hot fuzz yeah i feel like there's a there's a tone to this movie that that would transform into edgar wright yeah that is an excellent answer that uh that would absolutely work he could he could probably save this in some way but he's not here, and so we are left with only this. Yeah, not not any good. Okay, no, uh, next up we have the luminaries. This is one of the less bad ones of the of the week. Uh, the synopsis of this is adventure mystery set in the midst of New Zealand's eighteen sixties gold rush period. It has all the stuff that makes a good drama: murder, love, and revenge. As men and women travel the world, making their fortunes. This stars Eva Green from casino royale yeah very british looking women in this oh yeah they're all they all have that emily blunt uh very british face that's exactly what i was thinking i was like why does everybody look like emily blunt yeah they all do eva green uh eva green i love eva green uh i don't know the thing for this movie is i think it looks good but it also might be boring and like uh, overly dramatic but it's also hard to tell from the trailer because the trailer is not that great but it looks like it looks like it might be good and I, the way that I would make this good is I would have a lot of 
external shots of New Zealand. So if you're going to maybe cut down on some of the the plot, because it sounds like there's too much going on from the description there. So maybe chop down a little of that. Focus on uh, on being outside and just let me look at New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, this it looks pretty but boring. Is that that was sort of my review as well? Uh, and I think that whoever directed Master and Commander should dr- have directed this, and that would have made it good. Uh, I find it ironic that you had mentioned Master and Commander earlier in the, in the podcast because I thought about that with because there's a shot in this trailer. It's a profile shot of the boat with lightning behind it, and it is like the interns in the CGI department made it. It looks terrible. Yeah, it has bad CG. Really bad CG, and I thought, gosh, guys, like we have made movies with real like clipper ships, and you can just it looks good. Uh, and I guess you couldn't afford that. It was cheaper to do it CGI, but it looks terrible. It's real bad. Mm-hmm. Someone, uh, uh, Master and Commander is in my top three favorite movies, or top five at least. It rotates. It, if I'm watching yeah. it, it can be my favorite. But uh, someone, <laughs> someone on Twitter said it was boring, and Russell Crowe quote tweeted them and just said, "Kids these days." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good that's good all right so next up we have boss level yeah so boss level stars crossbones from captain america and uh winter soldier and civil war and it's basically a groundhog day movie it says a retired special forces officer is trapped in a never-ending time loop on the day of his death so you know it's it's happy death day groundhog day uh supernatural episode uh, the movie with Cassie Lang from last week, you know, uh, Palm Springs <laughs> with Andy Samberg. This one got Mel Gibson in it as a bad guy. We got Naomi Watts uh, from Twin Peaks. We got Michelle Yao from Crouching Tiger. So this is... Mel, Mel, did you say Mel Gibson? Yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah. This, I, I really never expected groundhog day to be a genre that is just crazy to me that this is an actual genre now it's really weird it's yeah i didn't because when you see it the first time it's like well this is just a ripoff of groundhog day but if you keep doing ripoffs it turns into a genre it that that path to genrehood is strange you're exactly right if you just keep ripping it off it becomes a genre the path to genrehood is strange <laughs> We got the episode title right there. There it is. Uh, yeah, this this does this. I can't tell. What do you think the budget for this looked like? Um, that's the thing. Is the budget looks like it was about forty five bucks, and like they filmed it on the back lot of the studio. But like, I can't tell if it was just a badly cut trailer and it was like a cheapo cut trailer, or if the movie's like that because. I've heard of of four of the actors in this movie, which means that it can't be that low budget. Like as we go on this list, we will get to much lower budget movies. Oh, buddy, just you wait. Yeah, uh, I don't know what this probably will never come out. No, this is this is a, a very straight up B movie, and uh, yeah. I, I I mean it could be fun. It could be a fun like watching the creative ways they think to kill uh, Frank Grillo over and over again. But, you know, it's not going to be anywhere. And if it is, it'll be on YouTube in 10 years and it'll say free with ads and you won't want to click it because you won't want to watch the ads. <laughs> uh, how could we make this good? Um, a bigger budget and whoever directed Live, Die, Repeat. Yep, that's the only way. And also just make it way. a sequel to, to Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. No, that's it. All right, next up we have Superman and Lois. This is a CW show. Yeah, so this is a CW show. I like that the title is sort of reminiscent of the old Lois and Clark show. Yeah. And uh, so this this trailer looks very CWE. All the people look very vaguely CWE. It doesn't it doesn't look good. Like the CG and CW stuff is real bad always. But I still think it'll be better than the Snyder Cut of Justice League. <laughs> you know, I didn't think this looked too bad just from the trailer. But because it's CW, I know it'll be bad. 
which makes me think, okay, this trailer is very misleading because it's not necessarily a bad trailer. It's making the show look better than it actually is. So it's, but maybe that's what trailers are supposed to do. Yeah, it's advertising. Yeah, it's advertising. So, but it's very misleading. It's like when you see an uh, uh, an image of like the Whopper or a Big Mac, and it's like amazing. And then when you actually go to McDonald's or Burger King, you get that thing. It's like Flat. somebody slapped it together <laughs> with their with their feet. Uh, you know, it's like yeah, that's terrible. what this is. And the way that I would make this better is not putting it on CW. I would move it over to HBO Max, lower the episode load, uh, maybe get some less Costco looking actors. And uh, probably the, probably that, that's probably the answer. Whatever story they've written, cram it into six episodes and take all that budget, put it into six episodes and yeah, make it, yeah, put it on, on HBO Max, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but it's, it's basically a, a, a commercial Big Mac, but they dropped the box. That's what it is. It. Yeah. Yeah. So next up we have Go, Don't Go. I had to watch this one twice. I didn't, couldn't follow it. The synopsis is caught between a lost love story and this inescapable paranoia. Go Don't Go is a genre-bending slow burn thriller that follows Adam, a wallflower who happens to be the last person left alive, or so he thinks. That does not come across in the trailer. No, it does not at all. Not at all. What it looks like in the trailer is he lives in like a shack in the woods and uh, with his family and then like his family dies so he's left alone in the woods and he starts going crazy from being left in... That's that's what, to me, what it looked like in the trailer but the synopsis isn't like that at all. This is one of the worst trailers I've seen in a while. This is a terrible trailer and I couldn't... I couldn't really follow it either but the whole time I was going... You know who cut this trailer? Steve. Mm. Steve. Did Steve tell you that perchance? Steve. And you know who asked him to cut the trailer? Uh, your local community college theater department who made this movie. Yeah, Steve hasn't seen the movie. He just, you know, he goes into the editing software, he grabs a couple clips, he throws them in there. He put it like an indie song over the top of it really loud so you couldn't hear it. And uh, some trippy imagery of a bowling alley. And here we have Go, Don't Go. Yeah, I think the the college kids in the theater department that made this, they didn't drink beer for like three weeks and they kind of saved all that money and then they paid Steve. (laughs) That's it, yeah. How would you make Go, Don't Go better? Uh, Have somebody that knows what they're doing write it. I would change the title to No, Don't Go, and I would make it just be that beginning live-action intro from Resident Evil. No, don't go! <laughs> with with the dogs and, like, Wesker and Barry in them. No, don't go with the helicopters. Oh, man. i tell you how to make this better. If he's the last person on Earth, the movie starts off when all the expiration dates on the canned goods start to hit. Even that, that's like a good intro. You know, yeah. did you ever see the show Last Man on Earth with Will Forte? On I only saw like two or three episodes. Yeah, that was a pretty good show. And I feel like it was a more effective Last Man on Earth show. And it was a sitcom. Like, it was a comedy. I mean, it was not always a comedy. Parts of it weren't. But uh, I feel like it was better at this than this movie is going to be. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, That one I at least had right. January Jones in it. Indeed it did. Uh, the White Queen. Yes, love her. Uh, next up, we have The Sinners. Oof. This one Oof. was literal nails on a chalkboard torture to watch. It it really was. It really was. Uh, from best I could tell, well, you can read the synopsis, but... Uh, I actually can't, some... because this is another one that is so low budget, I couldn't find it on IMDb. Amazing, amazing. Well, uh, your local community college theater department has been busy lately because they also made this. Yeah, it appears to be about a group of girls who are torturing people at a school, and the school headmaster is like, "I know you," or like the like the priest. I think they're at a religious school. It's like, "I know you girls are evil now, and you better stop that." And they're like, "Teehee, we can't." Uh, but they're but they're they are dealing with some some seances and satan stuff yeah uh-huh. 
and and they're kidnapping people and they're wearing masks. So it's so it's like, hey, we got to put it's got to be creepy. What? How do we make these girls creepy? Well, put them in these masks. It's like these are high school girls in masks. This looks terrible. How would you make the sinners better? <sighs> make it not a horror movie for one. Or, or, you know. I don't know that you can make this good, Nick. I don't know that this is a, a good enough of an idea to even should this should not exist. The only way I can think to make this good is a complete revamping of it, where it becomes a comedy and it stars like uh, April from Parks and Rec and like Kate Micucci, like basically the cast of The Little Hours, uh, and instead of like being a, a bad thriller murder thing, they're just like girls at a religious school that are weird uh or what if so you got me got me brainstorming here what if they keep trying to be creepy and weird but people just think they're stupid and they and and they laugh at them it's like everything they try to do like they think okay this is really scary and then people just laugh at them because it's not good it's just stupid it's like it's like cringy you know and then they actually do summon a demon but it's like slimer from ghostbusters so it's like a really stupid demon and it makes everything worse okay i'm into it <laughs> or what if they summon hellboy and this becomes a comedy hellboy movie that would work i like the slime i like that slimer idea though it would probably be better than the the david harbour hellboy movie you know it probably would be yeah, I, th- I want them to summon like Slimer, like a Slimer type thing. And that, that, this, okay, well, maybe we, maybe we could redeem it. Maybe we could redeem. There's it. always something, except always something. except for maybe this next one. <laughs> this next one is called Secrets in the Woods, and guys, your local community college theater department has a trifecta this week <laughs> because they also made this. Now, what I do have to say about this one is that at least. This one is on IMDb. This this looks even this looks like it was worse than The Sinners. Like it looks like a worse movie. But it's on yeah. IMDb and it says a woman discovers a horrifying secret about her boyfriend's father during a romantic getaway in the woods. Now, this movie does not star anyone. There's no name recognition at all in this. The budget was the cost of the camera. The acting is worse than any commercial Ever. In fact, it looks like a, a Saturday Night Live commercial parody, like a parody of a trailer, or like a. I literally thought it was a commercial when I was when it started playing. I thought it was a commercial, and I was like, I thought I hit skip ads. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh no, this is the trailer. It's almost like the Hallmark Channel put out a challenge that they said, "Hey, make a movie with trying to spend no money." Um. And, and then send it in, submit it to us, and we'll take a look. And maybe we'll play it at like 3 in the morning on the Hallmark Channel where nobody watches anything. That's about right. Yeah, like at the beginning of the thing, the girl, the, the main girl, the last girl or whatever, is talking to her sister. And her sister's like, don't get murdered by your boyfriend in the woods this weekend. And then the boyfriend comes in and she's like, don't murder my sister. And he's like, I won't. And then uh, they go out there, and it's her dad's like some weirdo, and they're like, "If you escape, we'll hunt you." And she had an axe, and I don't know. It's stupid because obviously the sister knows where she is. A lot of people know where she went, so everyone knows who this boyfriend is. So this is an inescapable situation. I'll tell you how you make this make this good. It starts out just like this story start, probably starts out. But then Swamp Thing shows up. You're right. Yeah, this would be a much better Swamp Thing movie than it would be a whatever this. Like, yeah, they they think they're going. They think they're cooking with their movie here. They're like trotting along, making their dumb little thriller thing, and then like the boyfriend and the dad who are gonna kill her take her out in the woods, and then who else is in the woods? Swamp Thing, and he. Oh man, let me tell you, he's not pleased to see them. He's not. And it turns out this father and dad are in some like society where they do this kind of crap and Swamp Thing finds out. And when Swamp Thing knows about this, he he ain't gonna let this happen. God save you when Swamp Thing finds out because he hates that stuff. Everybody knows Swamp Thing hates that stuff. Yeah. Swamp Thing is, okay, Secrets in the Woods. This is called, this is now called Swamp Thing, Secret of the Woods. And he, hey! yeah, he's the secret of the woods. I mean, because there's a swamp in the woods. 
and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it's and this girl is Abby Arcane. It turns out, so Abby Arcane gets kidnapped. She goes out. She's out in the woods, and uh, she gets saved by Swamp Thing, uh, as he does. Then together they they take down this organization, and in the end, perhaps it's Abby who saves the Swamp Thing. <laughs> Maybe the head of the organization is a Wednigo. <laughs> I would see. I'm always in for uh, that's one of my that's my favorite monster. Yeah. So we just solved that problem. Uh, Moving on, we have Adverse. (laughs) This movie's so bad. Guys, I'm actually excited to talk about this. Yeah, okay. (laughs) About this one. Adverse is a rideshare driver discovers that his sister is in debt to a dangerous crime syndicate. That is the synopsis, but let me tell you, that does not breach. That does not breach the surface of what Adverse is about, because it is about Mickey Rourke as some sort of debt-collecting hitman. I don't know if this really is Mickey Rourke. He was once Mickey Rourke. He's more plastic now (laughs) than man, twisted and evil. (laughs) It literally looks like... like I even took a screenshot and sent it to Nick so we could die laughing together. It looks like he's wearing a mask. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like... Uh, when in Drive, when Ryan Gosling is wearing the stunt mask to do the the crimes at the end, he looks like a, a practical '80s effect, like a puppet, you know, like a, in like in Total Recall when Arnold's head is filling up from being outside. Yes, he looks like that. Yes. That's what he looks like. That is what he looks like. Uh, thank God his hands were not shown in this trailer in focus. Oh um, no, no. Yeah, thank God. Um, the. Uh, so Mickey Work has had a lot of facial work, as it were, right? Yeah, and we do, we generally don't even like address how people look when we talk about these things. Like we try not to, but it can't be avoided with this. No, it can't. Like most of the time, we if we think somebody's attractive, we will just say that. Like yeah. they they look stunning, they looked great, they're a vampire, whatever. But guys, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> Here, here's the only thing I can think of. Like, the whatever he paid for the plastic surgery that he has had done to his face, I, I can only equate it to, like, a waste of money, like when a YouTuber buys a PS5 and just smashes it on camera. And, like, as a, like it's this was the biggest waste of money. He, he, he does not look like a... He, he almost doesn't look human. No, he looks like what I imagine in Dune with the, the uh, guild navigators look like in the tanks oh yeah the yes the spacer guild yeah, yeah. the the navigator yeah uh <laughs> I, I wish we could <laughs> i wish we could sh- just send you all maybe we'll put the, the screenshot it'll be the screenshot in, yeah. will be the the episode post that i do on instagram will be the screenshot on that instagram. you sent me okay yeah it's it's something else man so this uh the the, the trailer obviously is terrible uh oh yeah this, this is, is a bad looking movie it's, it's bad. So, so how could we make this good? <laughs> okay, the only way to make this good is a complete recasting of everyone and a different director. Yeah. Like, you could have the same plot. I feel like it would be... There's nothing in this that would make it anything but a generic action movie. But the way the description sounds... Do you know the movie Collateral with, with Tom Cruise? I've never seen it, but I know of it. That's a good movie. And I feel like that is the good version of this. So I feel like the way to make Adverse is good is to crumple up the script, throw it in the garbage, and just watch Collateral with Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think you take the cast of Baby Driver, and whoever is in the ride-sharing is the Baby Driver guy, and it, you mix those two stories together somehow. Ansel Elgort is the name of him. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and, and have more shots at like Peachtree Plaza where we can recognize Dragon Con. Yep. That was very fun when when watching Baby Driver in the theater. I was like, hey, I know where he's in. the He's at the food court. Yes. I've eaten there a million times. Uh, all right. So that's adverse. Uh, let's talk about this next one. School's out forever. Yeah. So the, the, the first shot of this one shows Giles from Buffy, uh, Tony Head, who I love. I love Giles. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of myself I see in Giles sometimes. Uh, but the, the synopsis of this movie on IMDb is a 15-year-old flees to his school after an apocalyptic event. 
But the trailer does not let you know what the event is, what the danger is, why anyone's in peril. So I don't know what the danger that they're hiding from is in the movie, so it's really hard to get invested from the trailer because I don't know what's going on. Yeah, the trailer's cut really terribly. Like, I, maybe they were just like, well, we don't want to give too much away, but, like, they didn't give enough away. They they, they sort of aired too much on the side of caution because you don't know. It's It, it felt very, like, hot fuzzy t- t- to me. But, but without the comedy. Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what it's about. It could be good. Like it didn't look like it was bad. It looked like it was. It, it had. It was another one where I think that solution to this movie is Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah. I think that. I think that's. Uh, once again, here we are with Edgar Wright. Uh, that's probably the only way to save this. Yeah, I mean he's he's one of the best directors, so he can do it. But uh, yeah, I just don't know what it's about. So the way to make it better is to let me know what it's about. Yeah, give us a little bit more context, uh, and that'll do it. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Possessions. This one is is a French-language movie. Uh, the description says, In Israel, the very evening of her wedding, Natalie, a young French woman, is accused of having killed her husband. The French state dispatched Karim, a, diploma, a diplomat, to the scene to help her. That's another one where that doesn't really explain what i saw in this trailer there was i wasn't sure if this was a supernatural thing like was she possessed is that what this is possessions or is it like possessions is it referring to some things i don't know i don't know what it was about it's another one where i couldn't follow it very well they the word possession never appears in the trailer other than the title card the they just they describe it as amnesia in this and it just made me think, like, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a movie involving amnesia that I liked, uh, other than maybe the 2004 flick for The Forgotten with Julianne Moore. Yeah, I was, uh, I was prepared. I was trying to think of something to like to do some Joan gotcha journalism on you and be like, haha, but you forgot about this. But I can't think of any. I have amnesia about amnesia movies that are good. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, like a uh, Ray Yane on my wedding day. I got. I understood that reference. Uh, this is Boarsville. Uh, if this was, I don't know how to make this good. I think the way I would make it good is make it about an actual possession because I don't know uh, that I've seen too many like Jewish ghost stories. And if it's in Israel, I assume there's some sort of uh, Jewish bent to it. So I would like to see a Jewish ghost story with Jewish ways of dealing with it instead of always the same catholic exorcism rights yeah that'd be interesting that'd be interesting uh next up we have boogie this is a melodramatic sports movie about basketball uh the young asian man playing basketball who says something about how there's some line about how they don't expect like an asian to be good at basketball or something but let me tell you one of the only famous basketball men I know is Yao Ming, so I, I don't know if that stereotype holds up. Yeah, they don't they play a lot of basketball in in China, and isn't the NBA like huge in China? Yeah, that's what I was under the impression of. I I didn't if that's a, if that's a thing I've never heard it. Yeah, this. Um, well, you said young man. This guy looks like he's in his thirties. Yeah, yeah, he's younger than uh, he's younger than like fifty. <laughs> <laughs> All the high school kids in this look like they're late twenties, early thirties. A lot of them look older than me. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. This, uh, this is you know you think this movie's about basketball, but it's really about the respect that he learned along the way. That is, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, this looks like it's well made, but it also it looks super dramatic. Like sports movies tend to be overly dramatic, and because sports are games. Uh, I can't take them seriously when they're overly dramatic. Yeah, there. I don't think there was any comedic moments in this, so it it it, it seems like it's going to be real serious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it reminded me of the tell you Friday Night Lights, the movie. Uh you know how you make this good? Uh, whoever directed Sister Act needs <laughs> to direct this. <laughs> yeah, throw a little levity in there. Yeah.
whoever wrote and directed that put them on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up your claim there. I think you're right. Okay, the Adele DeZinth trailer that we have here is a very odd choice. <laughs> But it's called The Day of the Woman. This is a North Macedonian movie. So the tra- the okay, I gotta be honest. The reason I put this on in the first place was I thought it was called The Day of the Wolfman. <laughs> I thought it's a Wolfman, <laughs> not woman. Uh, I I have very bad vision, and I did this without my glasses on. So. Yeah, so here I thought I was I was gonna get a werewolf movie, and I was I was intrigued by the prospect of a diurnal werewolf. <laughs> so that is why it ended up here, but that is not the case. It is the day of the woman. The synopsis is a few years after her best friend became victim to sex trafficking, a journalist joins forces with her friend's father and uncle in order to expose the criminal network. Not only is it not about wolfmen or werewolves of any kind, it is a very serious movie about uh, trafficking rings. This, if you had put this in front of me, with, and I didn't see anything else, it just you started the trailer, and you're like, hey, check out this, this wolfman trailer. You would have fooled me probably three-fourths of the way through. And I'd be like, when are we going to get to the wolfman stuff? I mean, this, this, this looks like a wolfman movie. You know, but we haven't gotten to that Wolfman stuff yet. Yeah, uh, we've got we've got Rasputin in here. Rasputin is in this movie. Yeah, Ra Ra Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. Yeah, uh, but then but then it ends and there's no Wolfman. You're like, well, what was this? So because I didn't see the title until after I watched it, that is what that was my journey as I watched this trailer. <laughs> I was like, wait, where's the <laughs> werewolf? <laughs> Well, we already know how to make this better. You, yep. you make it a Wolfman yeah. movie. And L and F. The letters L and F are the way to make this movie better. <laughs> like, y'all, my glasses are, are very powerful. And if I don't have them on, I, I'm, I can't be held accountable for the things that I say, do, or, or think. <laughs> okay, folks. Well, that is how we would make these better. Um, if you... If you die without seeing any of these trailers, you'll probably be just fine. I recommend going for that goal. Yeah, uh, unless you want to laugh at uh, Mickey the Puppet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can go. It looked like the Happy Time Murders. <laughs> that trailer. <laughs> uh, that's the that's adverse. If you want to go see that. Yeah. All right, so um, let's maybe move on to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, so I actually uh, I put out a little reminder uh, earlier today, and, and I got some some more answers to this because we had only only had two two answers this morning. So I was like, oh, we better get a couple more. So thanks to everyone who replied. Uh, our question last week, if you remember, was if you were in a Wandavision type scenario, what are the three sitcoms you'd like to live in? So Steph said, "I dream of Jeannie, Happy Days, and the Brady Bunch." I hope that our Happy Days, because I also picked Happy Days, so I hope that our Happy Days would cross over, because I haven't seen her in over a year because of the stupid COVID. So we get a little crossover episode there. Uh, Jay said, Mork and Mindy, Herman's Head, and Three's Company. Uh, That's a good answer. Herman's Head was a very short-lived show that was sort of like the Pixar movie Inside Out, where it would cut to inside Herman's head, and there was like the people that were inside of his head controlling him. Uh, I remember Yardley Smith from The Simpsons, Lisa Simpson, was in that show. And then, of course, Mork and Mindy is a spinoff of Happy Days, which could put Jay in my cinematic universe. And uh, Three's Company, John Ritter, you can't go wrong with John Ritter. I love John Ritter. There you go. It's all connected. Bridget said Boy Meets World, The Munsters, and Flight of the Concords. Yeah, she cl- she pointed out that Boy Meets World was strictly for Mr. Feeney to have him as an influence in her life. And the funny thing is that when she typed that, I already knew that's why. <laughs> like, everyone needs a Mr. Feeney in their life. Sure. Yeah. Do you think she chose Flight of the Concords uh, to- so she could be in New Zealand? Yeah. Brett, do you ever miss the penguins? He may be dead. <laughs> oh, man. I love Flight of the Concords. I'm more of an it's Adams great. Family guy than the Monsters, but I'm on board for, for Flight of the Concords. Uh, Kevin said, leave it to Beaver, Frasier, and regular show. 
This is great. Uh, he said, he was like, I don't know how you would string these together in a coherent way. And then he sent me a, a rather long paragraph that I, I'm not going to read because it was very long, but he strung them together rather eloquently, I think, in a way that would transfer really well into the style of WandaVision. So let me just tell you that Leave it to Beaver, Frasier, and Regular Show do string together in a, in a WandaVision-esque way. Uh, and if you've ever heard any of Kevin's answers, you know that he can he can do it. Yep, he can. And if you want to do it as well, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, where you can see pictures of Mickey Rourke looking like a body bag full of uh, old towels. And <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. But, you know, why? <laughs> you don't have to do that. Don't do that. If you want to, you can rate and review us. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts. And uh, leave us a five-star rating and and a positive review. And if you do that, I'm going to throw it to my field correspondent, Quick Mickey, who's going to tell you what happens. I'm going to tell you what happens if you do that. If you leave us a five-star rating. What we're going to do is we're going to start a community college slater department together. Okay, and we're gonna make movies. We're gonna make movie after movie, and we, I might even get on the telephone and say, "Saban, do you want to sponsor this hair movie film that we're making?" And Saban, who knows what he's gonna say, but we'll just give it a shot. You, you know, what did Wayne Gretzky say? Said you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, and that's the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Uh, astute as always, and effervescent. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am adverse to watching adverse. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, a North Macedonian Rasputin. Happy Trailsers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Vid Yo Games. Yo, 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 games. One quarter portion. Of the show, folks, we don't have much to talk about here other than Nick played a fighting game. Yeah, I bought Mortal Kombat 11 on my PS5. I beat Miles Morales last week, as I mentioned. I haven't really felt like going back into Cyberpunk. I think I'm going to wait until they do the next-gen upgrade because... It feels just like a first-person shooter to me, and I'm not really digging it as much as I was hoping I would. So I'm going to wait on that one, let them fix some stuff, and I'll go back to it. But I bought Mortal Kombat 11. I am notoriously bad at Mortal Kombat games, but I love all of them, and I love Mortal Kombat. So I bought it, and I'm doing the tutorials, and I'm like, I'm going to learn at least a couple different combos so that I can play with people and maybe kill one of them once. I used to be good at fighting games, not anymore. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm real bad at them, but I just it was it was on super sale. It was 15 bucks, and it's a PS5 version of the game, which is you know it's normally a 50 dollar game. Uh, I've just been playing Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and you know what? I think I've you know I think I've decided. What's that? I don't like the story in Cyberpunk. I can't get into it. I can't. It's not. It's not getting me. It's not grabbing me. Um, I actually think, listen, I love Keanu Reeves. Don't get me wrong. He absolutely, it was absolutely the wrong decision to put him in this game. That whole storyline with him is just, it's not good. It's not interesting. It's not good. The parts where he, like, this is not, this is not really a spoiler. You play as his character a little bit in the game. It's not good. Um, I did like his, I liked his gun because it actually was capable of, doing things you know yeah his gun will blow people away his gun's insanely it's the most powerful gun in the game yeah uh, but it, it's just there are moments that are so good in this like it you can see how it could have been so good uh-huh. but they they spent so much time on this stupid story and just like the and like you know like blade runner has a little bit of that um exploitation of sexuality but it's not it's 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 not um over like a 
overarching or all encompassing like it is in cyberpunk it's like the, it's like the game is just saturated with it and to the point where it's not it almost takes you out no it does take you out of it i'll tell i'll say that like the the over exploitation takes me out of the world in blade runner it's part of the story it's part of like the the thesis of Blade Runner is the devaluation of life and and commoditization of of sentience, and so in Blade Runner it's 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 present but it's sad, and it's uh, it's not it's not glorified it's it's empty and the the humanity is is slowly slipping away from everything in Blade Runner and and by the end in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. The only things that have humanity are are the machines designed by humans to be used, and the humans have become the like the the empty vessels, and the and the like. K and Joy are the real living things in Cyberpunk. It, it's cynical, like like Grand Theft Auto, like a radio station in Grand Theft Auto, and it it doesn't yes. work for me. Yeah, that's a, I think that's an absolutely accurate analogy it's it's like a radio station in gta where it's it's put in there because they think that that is what this genre requires and so they just put it in there but they they put in too much of it and it's not in it and they don't put the thought behind it like blade runner does yeah it's, like you're it's, talking about it's it's a borderline paul verhoeven satire-esque but not satirically it's it's not satirical like Saints Row. It's cynical like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah. It's just not done well. Um, and it, it, it's just... I wish you could, like, turn it off. Like, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you can turn off a lot of stuff. Like, if you don't want dismemberment, you can turn off. You can turn off the blood. You can turn off nudity. You can turn off everything like that if you don't want it. Um, I wish this had that. Because I just want to be... In, a, in that cyberpunk world, because that's where the game shines, is like when you're in that cyberpunk world that feels alive and you have tools at your disposal, you have pe- different paths or different approaches that you can take to situations, that's where the game shines. The side missions. Although, ste- yeah, side missions, all that kind of stuff. Now, stealth is not great in it. No. Okay, Deus Ex does stealth better. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. If, you want, if you're looking for a cyberpunky stealth game, go play de- the Deus Ex games. They're better at it. Uh but there are moments where you where you have a lot of tools at your disposal after you've leveled up a little bit, and and it and it's fun. It's fun. You can be creative, and it's fun. Um, but the whole package is just so flawed. It, I almost regret buying it. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm I'm like I'm, yeah. I understand that parts of this are very good, but it's just not working for me. And I I don't begrudge anyone who who does enjoy it. It's just. It's not working for me, and it's not what I expected, I guess. And, I, and that's, you know, that's not the company's fault. Like, I'm not entitled to the game that I thought it was going to be. But, you know, it's just not what I wanted. There are a couple things that I, like, I really want to get PGA Tour to 2K21, which might surprise anyone listening to this, but I really like golf games. So I want to get that, because I bet that looks good on the PS5. Uh, and I want to get, I might get Hitman 3, I was watching reviews of it. I've never played a Hitman game, but, like, I don't know. Maybe the stealth is fun in those. The controls are hard to get used to if you're used to Splinter Cell, which I am. That's the problem. But if you can get used to the controls, it, it, it I think it could be fun, yeah. Yeah, but I'm definitely going to get that PGA game. Yeah. I think the next thing I'm going to buy is when uh, Mafia Trilogy comes out on Stadia. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. I just can't decide on what, like... I can't decide. I'll, I'll I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah, I have to get through Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed before I play it. Though I'm not gonna buy it until I beat those. Uh, we do have two trailers uh, here. Uh, one is called Atomic Heart, and this just looks like Russian Bioshock. That's exactly what Jess said when we were watching it. She said that exact thing. Um, we had a trailer for this before that was just a real teasery trailer, and. Yeah, we were like, this looks like, uh, like, like Russian Fallout or something like that. But it, yeah. this trailer is Russian Bioshock. It's just another first-person shooter. Like, I like Bioshock, but I I played Bioshock. I beat it. It's over. Yeah, yeah. This the yeah that 
you put your note here is just another FPS. I, I think that's accurate too. Like there's nothing interesting about this. Yeah, I don't want it. No. No. Uh, we also have something that I don't personally want. Uh, this is a Red Band trailer for Resident Evil 7, also called The Village. Yeah, it's, it's Resident Evil 8. I accidentally left out one of the eyes there. Oh, is it? Yeah, so Resident Evil Village. Uh, I really like Resident Evil. They switched it. Resident Evil 7. They went from third person to first person, so they personally betrayed me, and it hurts my soul. And because I don't like first person shooters, I don't like first person games, I like third person. I like, I don't know, this to me looks real good, though there's this this vampire woman in the in the trailer who is inspiring a lot of weird going to inspire a lot of weird fan fiction i'll tell you that right now yeah she's like giant yeah she's like a giant vampire lady and and the internet was freaking out about that they all like her and uh it's gonna be some weird fan it's gonna get real weird here in resident evil village you know the graphics in this look pretty good but this is not this is not for me i've only played resident evil 4 on the wii Hmm. i liked it i you know the controls were good Uh, um it's just not I don't think Resident Evil's for me. It's not my speed. Uh, I know a lot of people love it, though. I love it, but I also, like, the things that I love are the things that main normal Resident Evil fans don't. Like, my favorite one is Resident Evil 5, which is, like, the most maligned one of all of them with the, like, hardcore Resident Evil fans. My cousin-in-law, Derek, he put it correctly, I think. His theory was... That if you played Resident Evil 5 co-op with a friend, you love it. And if you played Resident Evil 5 with the AI, you hate it. Because the AI for your partner is terrible. But when I played it, I was playing with my cousin. And he was playing Sheva. And he was, he was like in back with a sniper rifle. And I was Chris Redfield with a shotgun. So I was running around doing all like the hard work on the ground. And he was in the back covering me so well that... Anytime something got close to me, it got headshotted. So I was getting like all this like groundwork done, and he was doing the precision work of, of covering me this whole game, and it was so fun because we worked in sync so well. And uh, I, I, Derek must be right about the, the the co-op property of Resident Evil Five. That does sound fun. It was very fun. That's a fun one. That's the best one. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> he doesn't care. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's all I got for Vigi Games. You got anything else? Nope. I'm just I'm gonna play that golf game, and hopefully the next. Hopefully I get it in the next couple days. I need something. I need something chill. And golf is chill. And I love golf games. Like Tiger Woods 2005. As I've discussed on this podcast before, I believe uh, I put thousands of hours into Tiger Woods 2005. <laughs> we love chill games, man. We love chill games. We do, and there's not enough of them. There's really not. That's true. There's really not. Uh, all right. Well, I'm Ben Moon. I'm not into 10-foot-tall vampire ladies, but I am into chill games. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I'm curious about 10-foot-tall vampire ladies. Happy Trailsers. <laughs>I would say um, I'm that excites me. The speculation excites me because my favorite Lord of the Rings character is Armageddon.